Hello and welcome again, Sawete to Skipuli. Today we are going to be diving into our chapter 8 in Wheelock, which um, goes over the third conjugation. Um, before that, I just want to uh, say thanks to everybody that is so far supporting this podcast. Um, you know, just kind of like doing this as a little thing to fill in um, free time as well as um, kind of like a little bit of a goal to set out or uh, publish one a day, uh, at least for the weekdays. So um, just a nice little thing to be aiming at during a time where, uh, you know, we can just be chilling and doing nothing since it's summertime, uh, especially for uh, teachers, students, all that good stuff. So um, yeah, appreciate it. And uh, let me know how I can better serve you guys in this podcast and how I can make it more um, approachable and uh, what you guys want to see more or rather hear more of. So I plan on starting to um, maybe um, uh, do some sort of like visual um, thing to correlate with each podcast. So maybe be on the lookout for maybe a blog or something like that to kind of like if you are really into this kind of stuff and into learning Latin for free, uh, then yeah, you know, maybe you'd want to open up a tab on your computer, have that open while you listen to my voice. Anyways, without further ado, chapter eight is going to go over the third conjugation. And before we dive in, let's go over a couple of important rules for us to remember. So one, the thematic vowel in third conjugation is a short vowel. It appears as I or U in the present and E in the imperfect. And then secondly, the tense sign for the future in conjugation, in third conjugation, is E. Uh, The future tense in third conjugation uses no thematic vowel. Third conjugation has the most number of irregularities of the four conjugations in Latin, uh, which is why I don't really like third conjugation and why Latins are not my forte, no pun intended, um, in Latin. But I digress. Here is an example of third conjugation verb, uh, scribo, scribere, which means to write like a scribe. Um, so we'll conjugate it in the present tense. We have scribo, scribis, scribit, scribimus, scribiti, scribunt. Uh, pretty straightforward. Notice that the formation of the present tense in third conjugation follows a pattern similar to that seen in the first and second. Excuse me. Take a third conjugation verb base. Then add a thematic vowel, which will be fairly irregular in this conjugation at least. And to that, append uh, your personal endings. So note uh, that the personal endings are the same as those in first and second conjugation. But unlike the A, which dominates first conjugation, or the E, which dominates second conjugation, third uses a short vowel, which readily changes form as a encounters different consonants. 
here are some things to consider and think about. And we are back and to go over some things to consider about the third conjugation uh, as it appears in Latin. Um, thanks again. Uh, hopefully that these transitions are uh, working out all right and that the quality that I'm putting out is starting to get better and better and better. Another thing that I wanted to let you guys know is that when listening to these things, I was listening to uh, the last lesson yesterday. Uh, so I'm going to be very cognizant about not the okays anymore because I think I'm just doing okay because, uh, I don't know, it's not that big of a deal. I have a huge problem with saying, you know, I am not from the New England area either. Um, and that is just such a generalization. I have no idea. I've never even been to New York or anywhere, but I have this idea that people say you know a lot so um anyways i'm gonna try and not do that but that's something that i think has been very much ingrained in my uh colloquial speech so we shall see if i am able to become the uh i don't know a better version of myself uh in terms of speaking so without further ado, let's go ahead. So like we see, it will appear as an I in the second person and third person singular. So remember we, um, uh, when we were going over it, I'll go over it again just to uh, review super quick. So we have screepo, screepus, screepit, screepemus, screepity, screepunt. So I'll just now say those endings by themselves. It'll just, it'll sound kind of weird, but uh, O-S, Oh, is it imus itis and unt? Okay. So, uh, in the third person plural, it appears as a U, and the first person singular, there is no thematic vowel. The same way the A in the first conjugation disappears in form like loud do or amo, right? Um, very interesting. The translation of third conjugation verbs differ in no way from verbs in first and second conjugation, so there's no point in rehearsing what you already know. Scribo, for instance, would translate as I write, I am writing, I do write. The other persons and numbers will follow suit within the same paradigm. So we, you know, just go over our pronouns real quick. In the singular, I, you, he, she, it. In the plural, we have we, y'all, and they. So going over the imperfect, uh, as for it in the third conjugation, it poses even fewer problems than the present. That's why I always really enjoy the imperfect. It seems like the tense that conjugates uh, with the least uh, amount of irregularity. So <clears throat> just like in the first and second conjugation, it's going to use that ba, right? You remember bomb, ba, spot, bomb, spot, bond as the marker for the imperfect. Thus, the imperfect of scribo goes as such. Scribe bomb, scribe bas, scribe bot, scribe bamus, and so on. Note that unlike in the present, the thematic vowel in the imperfect is e. 
So we've got a thematic vowel that we can use. So we got, so it goes, instead of scribo, we have scribe, and then we attach the personal ending. So S, C, R, I, B, E, and then personal ending uh, appended to the, to the end. Note that unlike the present, or rather, I'm sorry, the imperfect tense in third conjugation translates the same way that it does in the first and second. Remember, it denotes an incomplete or repeated action in the past, uh, and therefore translates as such, I was writing, I used to write, or I kept writing. So lastly, we have the future. So unlike the bobus bit business you are used to form from the first and second conjugation, third conjugation use, uses E as its future tense marker. Uh, don't really enjoy this very much. That's why, like I said, imperfect is my favorite tense because it has the least amount of irregularities. Um, this E, though, which is easily confused with the second conjugation thematic vowel, will um which can definitely throw off a lot of students so the only way shut up car uh the only way that uh you're able to distinguish the two is um really by memorization and context and just seeing those forms more and more often um so yes it's going to manifold these challenges and it's only going to uh, demonstrate how important it is to distinguish those second and third conjugation verbs. So that's going to be something that you'll want to be and take note of. So uh, unfortunately, to make matters worse, though, the E isn't used universally either. It, in the first person singular, the future tense, the future tense, <laughs> The future tense is a rendering a conjugation that looks like scribe a bomb. I will write, which is very confusing, but it's spelled like this. Instead of the S-C-R-E-B-A-M, um, in the future, it's going to be S-C-R-I-B-A-M. B-A-M. So scribe, scribe bomb. Scribes and scribet. So that will translate as such. I will write, you will write, he, she, it will write, and so on. And even worse yet, note that the tense markers eat up the thematic vowel. So there's no thematic vowel at all in the third conjugation future. So I will leave that. We're going to go ahead and leave those tenses aside, kind of gone over them. Not the best, but then again, uh, you know, it's just going to give us a whole new uh, vocabulary of which we can pull new words from. So uh, with learning a new conjugation, we also get a whole set of words that we can pick from now in Latin. Um, so in the end, we're going to wrap it up with the imperative mood where the thematic vowel returns. Um, the imperative singular in third conjugation uses, uses an E. So for instance, the imperative singular of scribo is scribe with a short E. Scribo, scribe, right? It almost, it, it looks exactly like the, the base of the, um, the imperfect. So when we said scribe bomb, 
uh, meaning right. So it's just like right exclamation marks on. But uh, just to be uh, perversive, as far as I can tell, the plural uses I plus the T-E, the ending you would expect from the first and second conjugation, producing scribebite, bite, scribebite, scribebite, I'm not going to do that again, y'all right, or you all right. So, um... I hope you guys enjoyed that little inflection I put on it to to uh, inflect the imperative. And as if that weren't enough, there are four irregular verbs. Two of them, third conjugation, which have irregular imperative singulars. And then we have deco, duco, ferro, and facio, producing four imperative forms, which said one after another sound like a nursery rhyme. Dick, duke, foc, fair, gently down the stream. Finally, in comparison, <laughs> that really does work, though. I'm, I'm, like I said, you guys, maybe I should take up a, um, you know, a pastime in comedy. If you guys think I'm funny, some people said I think they think I'm funny. This is all off the cuff, so uh, uh, I'll shut up and wrap it up. So finally, in comparison with all that, the infinitive will, will look just like an old friend. It uses an ending E-R-E as in scribere, which it means to write. So that closes out our lesson for today. Thank you again for uh, listening thus far. I believe that I might be taking a little bit of a break and going into maybe more of a creative route for the next podcast lesson, but, you know, stay tuned. This thing is a uh, work in progress, and it is uh, manifesting as uh, it goes, basically. So, uh, to wrap it up, if you guys haven't already, go ahead. Um, It seems like not a lot of people know how to do this. I didn't know how to do this. So if you guys have an iPhone, go to Apple Podcasts. That's going to be the Apple Podcasts app on the iPhone. Uh, I actually had to re-download it um, because I had gotten rid of it when I initially uh, had an iPhone just because I wanted to clean it up of all the the bloatware and stuff. Um, so you're going to go to Apple Podcasts, you're going to look up Latin and Layman's, then you're going to go to Latin and Layman's, scroll all the way to the bottom, leave me a review, type something nice and sweet maybe, and uh, and I'll rem- remember to potentially knit you a sweater or, uh, I don't know, you know, give me ideas. Anyways, thanks again, y'all. Appreciate it, and I'll see y'all slash... Um, not see but hear slash be talking to you all in the next one Mm -hmm.